0: amen all right when I read the book of Ephesians today I I was reminded again as to how glorious and how awesome God is and from where I came and so tonight I just want to talk about where we came from so let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 and I just want to run through it, okay? I just want—we're going, going to run through it. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to tie it into lordship, of course, okay? So let's just look at it. Look at look at verse um, chapter chapter two. It says, "And you were what? <laughs> what a way to what a way to begin, right? Mm-hmm. And you were what? Dead. You were dead in your what dead. trespasses." And what? You see, what happens to people that, get, that, that after they get saved sometimes, it's good to remind yourself of your former condition. All right? When you remind yourself of your former condition, it will help you to appreciate your current condition. Amen. Now, when he says we were dead... I call it dead man walking, or the walking dead. When I look at the world, and this is how how all these thoughts came to my mind, you know, when you look at the news today, if you turn on CNN, if you turn on MSNBC, if you turn on Channel 13, ABC, you know, the news that's being reported, what we're getting in our, what we're seeing is dead men Walking, come on, somebody, because their works prove that they're dead. When you have, um, you know, all of these killings and all of these different things that's happening, uh, just Yesterday, everybody's returning stuff to the mall, but then there's mayhem and melee in the in in the in the malls of people, you know, trying to scam and bring back stuff that they got last year. (laughs) Amen. With old receipts and you know, just all kinds of stuff like that. You know, a mentality that tells you that this is how the dead think. Come on, somebody. And what he's saying here. He's, he's speaking now in the past tense about you and I. Look what he says. He says, you were dead. Come on, somebody. Past tense. Past tense. Thank you, Jesus. Now, watch this. When we were dead, we were doing some of the same things that we look at today and say, man, they They crazy. Amen. Or we may look at it and say, Man, I man, I wouldn't do nothing like that. But if you would have stayed there long enough, yeah. come on, somebody. Wow. Amen. Yeah. You and I would have done something to say. Some of us have done some of that stuff. Do I have anybody? Yeah. And, and you know, you know, I was watching. I was watching uh, an interview with George Michael. You know, you know, our boy, he passed. Now he was an open homosexual. Right? And I watched on an interview where he was caught doing some stuff, lewd behavior, lewdness, you know, behavior, right? And watch this. And so he says, this is what he says. He says, I feel, I don't feel ashamed. I'm not ashamed. He says, I feel no remorse. I did what I did. As a matter of fact, I don't feel guilty at all. And I was sitting there saying to myself, wow. Think about what you just got caught doing. Come on, somebody. And then you say, I feel no shame about it. In other words, I can excuse it. excuse it, And so that brought me to this. I said, man, dead people will do some stuff and watch this, and they'll try to justify bad behavior. Are you with me? See, they call bad good and good bad. So look what he says. He says, we were what? Formerly, we were dead in our trespasses and sin in which you formerly walked according to the what? According to the course. According to the what? Course of this world. Okay, I want you to go for me. We're coming back to Ephesians. Real quick. Okay, go to Romans chapter, uh, chapter 12 and verse 1, all right? And look what it says. Go, go to uh, verse 2. And what does it say? What does it say there? I just want to kind of show you about the course of this world, okay? He says, and do not be what? Con what? Conformed, okay? Now, the word conform is the word in the Greek, it's skizmazo. Skidmozo means schemes or what I would say, plans. Amen, Listen, Satan or, or, or a pattern. He says, "Do not be conformed to what, this world, but be ye what? Transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. right? so that you may prove what the what will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and what? Perfect. See, the world has a plan, a scheme, a pattern. And what happens to us is, back to Ephesians chapter 2, now where he says, look what he says in verse 2, he says, in which you formerly walked according to the what? The course of what? This world. You see that? And so he says says in Romans, he says, do not be what? Conform to this world. Do not be conformed to what? This world. Because the world in it are a bunch of what? Dead people what? Walking, trespassing, and living in what? Now, that word trespass, it means false steps. In other words, you're fooling yourself. The text goes on to say, it says, in which you formerly walked, notice I love that word formerly walked, walked. He says, according to what? The course of this world. According to what? According to who? Oh, man, this is powerful. According to who? The prince. Of the power of the what? Of the what? Spirit that is now working in the sons of who? Disobedience. Disobedience. So you see, what Paul was telling the Ephesian church is like, hey, y'all, don't forget. Listen, when you get tired in this journey, when you get tired of coming to Bible study, when you get tired of coming to church, I want you to think back to what you formerly was and where you formerly were and how the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan, amen. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. He says, we walked according to what? So so can I ask a question? What do you think the course? Now, the word walked or walk means to live. Before we knew Christ, we patterned our lives according to the what? Of the power of the air that was what? Of of the what? Of the spirit. The spirit that was working in the what? In the sons of disobedience. Verse 3. Look at verse 3. Among them, we too all formerly lived. So, you know. You you and I must be very careful that even though we look at the world, we have to be careful to understand that, listen, we were just like them. Amen. Let me tell you about this prince of the power of the air. He is powerful. It's, It's spiritual. And what Satan does, saints, this is why it's important to make Jesus Lord of your life. Because, listen, that, that, that spirit that's working in what's called the sons of disobedience, amen. It's a spirit. And, and watch this. And he says, among them, what? We too, all what? I love the word formerly. Mm-hmm. Lived what? In the lust of our what? Flesh. Indulging the desires of the what? Flesh and of the what? Mind. You know, one of the things you have to be careful of is mental attitude sins. You have to be careful of that because you can think your way out of stuff, but you can also think your way to stay stuck in your situation. Are you with me? Watch this. He says that what? We were indulging in the desires of our flesh, of the mind, and were, were by what? By nature, children of what? You know what? As I read this today, it was a great reminder. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Come on, y'all. You know what I love about this book of Ephesians as I read it today? I said, man, God is just revealing again. He's saying something. You know what he's saying? He's saying, hey, listen, this is what you used to be. This is what you are now. And what you have to do is perfect where you are now and understand that the past is in the past, that your present is is ahead of you. But here's the thing, you can't live the way you used to live. Are you with me? It's amazing how Christians get saved, but they still think the way they used to think. They still indulge in the mind. Look what he says. He says, he says, among whom you uh, formerly, two formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by, were by nature children of wrath, even as to the rest. Verse 4. But God. Come on, somebody. Now, Now, I want to say this. From verses 1 to verse 3, It shows our past condition. Are you with me? Now, can I ask you a question? In that, were you happy? (laughs) In that past condition. And and listen, I know that some of us here today, you're going through some stuff right now. But may I say this to you? The stuff that you're going through does not compare to the stuff that God delivered you from. At least now the stuff that you're going through, you're going going through it alive in Christ. Do I have anybody? And I'm not just going through the motion. Listen, back in the day, I would choose the wrong thing. Today, I think before I choose, and I can choose to walk in the light rather than darkness. And isn't it amazing how when you choose darkness, how before you even go down that path, how the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you and stops you in your tracks. That's such a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful thing to be a believer in Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, give God a hand clap of praise for that. We're celebrating the fact that we are what? We are alive in Christ. Look what he says. He says, but God, being rich in what? In what? You you know what that word mercy means? Compassion. But it also means pity. God pitied us because, watch this, because he knew that we could not do anything about our condition. I see people all the time say this to me. Pastor, um, when I get it right, as soon as I get it right, I'm on. you ain't never gonna get it right. You can't get it right. How can you get it right? Amen. When you are dead in your what? Trespasses and sins. Watch what he goes on to say. He says, but God being rich in mercy... Because of his great what? Love. See, God, because of his compassion towards us, but secondly, not only his compassion, but the next thing we see is his what? Man, God loved us. Loves and continues to love us. That is what I call love. That's what I call love, that in spite of us turning our backs, this is why I say to believers today, either you're sold out or you're not. But God has given us a reason. Come on, somebody. I don't think like I used to think. I've been delivered from all of these things. The prince of the power of the air was having his way with me. I was by nature a child of what? Wrath, but because of God's compassion. Here's the thing. It wasn't because of what I tried to do to get better. Oh, come on, somebody. Are you with me? Sometimes we won't be good to people because they're not good to us. See what I'm saying? Now watch this. God now, we weren't good to him. We weren't good to God. We were by by nature what? Children of wrath. But in spite of us treating God the way we treated him, he overlooked it because of his compassion and because of his what? His love. I thank God for doing that tonight. I just wanted to show you what I saw this morning, how appreciative I was as I started to real, read Paul's uh, discourse and how he was talking about the fact. He was trying to tell the Ephesian church, he said, hey, y'all, hey, remember who you are. Listen, when, when life gets tough, you go back to the word right here, Ephesians, and you say, you know what? I got to get myself together now. I got I to pull myself up. Yeah, like, listen, we, we have all kinds of excuses. But the fact that you and I have been changed, we may not have arrived where we want to be yet, but guess what? God has already changed us change has already began in our lives. Watch the text. Text says he loved us, he says, because of his, look at this, this is the part that really gets me here. He said, because of his what? What kind of love? Great Great love. Can I ask you a question? Who has great love for you? (laughs) Come on, somebody. And the people that you thought that loved you, come on, somebody. They've let you down. And here's the thing, the people that loved you could not do anything about your deadness. Come on, somebody. They loved you in your deadness because they were also dead. And they could not help you out of the pit that you were in. But thanks be to Jesus. Thanks be to God who loved us. The Bible says he, him being rich in mercy. He loved us with his great love, watch what he says, with his great love, not just love. This is the part that really gets me right here. You you know what that word great means? Oh, man, I'll tell you what it means. Glad you asked. Deep love. The word great means deep. (laughs) How deep is your love? How deep is your love? How much love do you have that you can overlook my transgressions. You can overlook how tore up I was and all the things I did. And, the, and, and why is says, And yet, with your deep love and compassion, what did you do for me? Go on to verse 5. Even when we were what? Ah! Woo! Dead in what? Is the word powerful or what? Even when we were dead in our transgressions, the Bible says, I want, I want to show you something. It says, who here? And then, and then, go on to verse 5. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together, together what? With Christ, by grace. See, what happens to a lot of people is this. They get saved, but they forget. Never forget, y'all. Where you were, how you were living, and how God transformed you. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He says He made us. Who made us? God did. He did. He made us alive together with Christ. See, with, without Christ, you and I cannot be alive today. See, it's all about Jesus. See, he says he made us alive. He says, for by grace you have been saved. Now, listen to this. The word saved there means to be rescued. <laughs> Amen. God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Go on to the next verse. Go on to the next verse. Verse 6. And raised us up what? With him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in who? Christ Jesus. So what does that mean? What does that mean? That, that he's raised us with him. Salvation. Salvation, okay. And seated us with him, where? Okay, I would say this is association as well as positional. we're we're positioned with him now because we're not in heaven yet. So it's looking what? Future. See, I want to say this to you tonight. There is hope for you and I. We may be afraid of dying (laughs) or we may be afraid of death, but it's something that we should never be afraid of. Because positionally, our future is already taken care of. We are alive in Christ. And being alive in Christ means that you have all of the benefits, all of the blessings, all of the everything, but also you have the burden of it. Come on, somebody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Amen. Because once you declare that you're a child of the light, who do you think starts coming after you? Do you know Satan wants you to doubt your position? He wants you to doubt that you're anything, that you're not worth anything to anybody. But Christ says you have Bible, God says you have been raised with him and have been seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, he repeats it again. Whenever you see something repeated in Scripture, highlight it and make sure that you make sure that, it, that, that you understand that it's, it's the main theme of that particular chapter. Okay? Look what he says. He says, for by grace you have been saved through what? And that what? May I say this to you? There's nothing that you and I did, and there's nothing that we can do to be saved. God initiates it. Look what he says. He says that not of yourself. It is a what? That's what grace is. It's a what? Gift from God. May I say something to you? You're blessed to have received that gift. Thank God that I've received that gift. Thank God that you have received that gift. Now here's the thing. If you have received that gift, then your mind should be transformed. Your heart has to be transformed. You're not just saved by, by title and not transformation. And I see a lot of people, they're saved by title, but not by reality, but by, by living it out. Amen. Here's the thing. So I ask myself a, a, this question, am I really saved Because if I see no change on the inside of me, come on somebody, then something is wrong. See? How many know you're saved tonight? You know that you know you've been raised with him. Amen. And listen, and if you are saved tonight, the transformation begins. With the mind. See, we don't think ghetto anymore. Or we shouldn't. Yep. That's how dead people think. But dead people got a sophisticated way of of thinking too. See, it's always wrapped up in... A person will say they're doing good, but it's wrapped up in some type of ulterior motives. See? Dead people thinking. But watch this now. He says it's a gift. God's given us a gift. That gift is salvation. Verse 9. Not as a result of what? What does that mean? Just because you show up to church doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Just because you get up in the morning and read your Bible and say 52 Hail Marys doesn't mean you're going to heaven. It ain't. That's not how it works. He says it's by what? Grace, faith alone in Christ alone. Verse 10. For we are what? His workmanship. Oh, I love that. Created where? Now you know this word workmanship. Poimen, it carries the idea uh, of something that's being produced. Uh the, the, the designer of the watch had to first sit down and come up with the plan, the blueprints. You are God's workmanship, created now in Christ Jesus. So in other words, God in Christ is now building a new life. Come on, somebody. A new life. You're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for what? For good works, watch this now, which God has prepared beforehand. What does that mean? What does he already know? Ah, there you go. So, if this life is not turning out the way you want it to, could it be that possibly you are not living it according to what he has planned for you? Could it be that you're in the driver's seat again? Could it be, he says, he has prepared, who has prepared it? God. Beforehand, so that he, we would walk in them. Walk in what? The schemes, the plans, the the, the the plan that he has. The pattern. What type of life do you want for me, God? Come on. I know we all want to be blessed, y'all. And do I believe that God has blessings prepared for you? Yes, I do. But remember this there has to be a pruning stage, a preparation stage. Amen. It's not absent of problems, but what we must do as believers is to ask God. Listen, this year going forward, I want you to ask God, God, you have prepared a plan beforehand for me. So God, help me to walk in them. I want to walk in them. I want to live in them. I want to I line my life up with what you have planned for me because that's the only way that I'm going to be happy. You know, some of us are fighting the will of God. And may I say this to you, sometimes... In the will of God, suffering is there. We may not like it. Who likes to suffer? Nobody. Everybody wants good news. Amen. All the time, right? We all want good news, but here's the thing. Listen, what would your life be like if you never had some type of difficulty to overcome? Come on. The hardest part is over. What's the hardest part? Verse 2. You were what? (laughs) The hardest part is over. And you've been what? Transformed. And now it's time to live because you are God's workmanship. Look at verse 11. Therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles, in the flesh, who are called what? By the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands. Verse 12. Remember that you were at that time Oh, I'm trying to help you today. You were what? Oh, I'm sorry. We were what? Excluded from what? The commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of what? Promise. Having what? I don't know why. I see so many believers walking around as if they have no hope. The text says, you remember, verse 12, that you were at that time, what time? The time when you were formerly a Gentile. Now what he's saying here is that the Jews themselves were the ones, watch this, who were circumcised and this promise was for them and not us. I'm going somewhere. This wasn't for us initially. This was for the Jewish people. But God, amen. Come on, somebody. Being rich in mercy because of his great love for us. So watch this. So it tells me that even while I was excluded from God. Even while I was living the life that I was living, see, see, we can't really understand God's love because for us, we would write people off who have treated us the way we've treated God. I'm going somewhere. Folk that treat us bad, guess what? We don't want nothing to do with them. So we push them out of our minds. We push them out of our lives and we move on with our lives. But God says, I won't, I don't forget them. Matter of fact, that's who we were formerly. We were the enemies. But God says, look what he says. He says, you, he says, he says, he says right here. We were excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise. Having what? Having what? Do you remember? Come on, y'all, come on. Having what? No hope. And without God, where? Double trouble. Triple trouble. First of all, see, and, and this is the part that really get, gets me, right? We, we, we are now in the light, but we operate like we have no hope. What is wrong with us? Watch what he says. I was a stranger, I had no hope. And this is a bad place to be right here, man. Come on, somebody. Do you know what it means to be without God? If you are without God, you have nothing. Without God, there's darkness. Without God, without God, you have nothing. You may live in a three, $400,000 house, but you still have nothing. You can have a six-figure job, but if you are without God, you still have nothing. You can have the best uh, health in the world, but if you have, if without God, you still have nothing. He says we were without God. And, and, And watch this. And on top of that, we were in the world. You know what I'm thinking about right now? I'm thinking about how long it took us, right, to come to Christ. And in between that time from birth to new birth, we could have died. All this time, we were in the world. That's what the text says. All this time we were without God. All this time we were without his promises. I'm going somewhere. Don't allow Satan to cause you to think you have nothing. You now have everything. Because you have Jesus in your heart. Isn't that amazing? I just thought about, man, look at how long. 25 years for me. From birth to new birth. And between those 25 years, I did some crazy stuff that I shouldn't even be here today. But God, being rich in mercy, with his sovereign hands, he protected us even while we were dead. Oh, what a mighty God we serve, y'all. If that doesn't make you grateful, then guess what? I don't know what. children of Israel they now they had they had more than what we had here's what they had they had they had heard the voice of God they had seen God work right part in the Red Sea how many Red Seas has God parted for you see and yet listen And yet it's so difficult at times for us to to commit to him. Think about this for a minute. They had all of that, but they always reverted back to idolatry, adultery, and breaking all the Ten Commandments. Why? How is it that they had the presence of God with them. But they always reverted back. They had that missing piece. They didn't have the Holy Spirit like we have the Holy Spirit today. Here's the thing, the Holy Spirit at some point, and I've been talking to you about this, empowered, the Holy Spirit should restrain you. He should empower you. So that when you feel like you have no hope, you can go to the word of God, pick it up, open it up, and say, God, speak to me. See? Watch this. Watch this. That's a powerful scripture right there. Look at verse 13. Verse 13 is mind-blowing to me. But now, but now, you, you, you ever notice throughout this whole chapter, it's always but God. But this, but that, but now, in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly what Born have been what by the who? By the For he himself, you know, you know what I want to say this, say to you? I believe that some of us are looking for peace in the wrong places. He says, he himself is our peace. Watch this. So what he's saying here now is that he made both groups into what? You know what that means? The Jews and Gentiles now are one. We have some Jewish lineage now. We got some Jewish blood in us because we are now grafted in because of Christ. Now watch this. And broke down the barrier of what? The dividing wall. Verse 15. By abolishing in his flesh the enmity which is the law of the commandments contained in the ordinances so that in himself he might make the two into one new man thus establishing what? Peace. Let me say this to you tonight. If you are without hope and if you have no peace You need to check something. Are you really in him? Because there's no way that you can be in him and have no peace. Are you with me? But watch this. Verse 16. And he might what? Reconcile them both to what? One body. To God through the what? Cross by it having put to death the what? Enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were what? Far, far away. And peace to those who were what? Near. See, both groups got the same message. But guess who rejected the Jews. And, and, and watch this. And even after all of this stuff the Jews did, right? Here come, in the 1930s, the Holocaust. Watch this. Why haven't they got it yet? They're fighting unbelief. Listen, if you have an unbelieving heart, you can go all the way. Amen. He says, he broke, the, broke down this wall of division, right? Watch this, verse 18. For through him we both have what? Whew, Lord have mercy. Stop right there. We have what? Access. You know what Satan wants you to think? That that you have no hope, you have no peace, and God ain't hearing your prayer. But that's a lie. You and I have what? Access. But think about it like this. You have all this access. Reminds me of the man who got on the boat from Africa. He saved up all his money. Paid for his ticket. Got on the boat. It was a 10 day trip. And he said, he's he's in the he's in the boat every day he comes up. And he looks through the window and he sees everybody eating. And what he does is he goes to the back where they throw the food away. And he eats from the garbage can. Here it is, like a day left on the trip. A guy said, man, I see you. What are you doing? He said, do you have a ticket? He said, yeah. He says, your ticket, sir, gives you access to the dining room. He spent nine days eating from the trash can all the while he had access. Can I tell you something? You got access. It, 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 it is apparent that things may not be going the way it should for you but you still have access and you have to use that access. You have the ticket. It's been given to you. Stop eating out the trash can and go into the dining room because you have access. You have access for through him, Jesus. We both have our access in one spirit to the who, to the father so that you are no longer strangers and what aliens but you are fellow what citizens with the saints and watch this and watch this watch this and are of the what that's right you don't have to sleep outside you don't have to sleep out in the, in the cold. You don't have to be out in the cold. But sometimes I believe that we want to be out there. We want to put ourselves to pain when all we have to do is surrender. He says, we are now, watch this, we're no longer aliens. We're fellow what? Citizens and are of God's household. You're part of God's church. Don't let anybody convince you that the church is just taking your money. Don't let anybody tell you, oh, that's a cult. You keep running down there. Let me tell you why you run over here, baby. You don't understand why. Matter of fact, you know what? You that's talking to me like that, Bring, your, bring yourself with, with me. And see, when they come, they don't come with no open mind. They come with a criticizing mind. But God deals with that. Holy Spirit deals with their mind. They get agitated because the word is convicting them. See? I am, we are of the household of God. Thank Jesus for that. Come on, thank him for that. That's right. The church. That's what God's household is. Verse 20, having been what? Built on the what? See, our foundation, the church. So let me clear something up for you. There's no apostles today and there's no prophets today. Apostles and prophets were before they laid the foundation so that God's church would stand upon it. So anybody that comes to you say, I'm prophet this, I'm apostle that, they're false prophets and false apostles. Look what the text says. Having been built on the foundation of what? The apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the what? Do you know what the cornerstone is to a building? Huh? It's the main support of the foundation. Know what he's saying? He's saying, yes, the apostles and prophets came to build this foundation for us. See, here's what I want to say tonight. What are you building your life on? Is it the finished work of Jesus or is the work that you're trying to finish? It has to be on the finished work of Jesus. You can't do anything to impress him. He's already got your life mapped out. I told you that earlier. Beforehand. Amen. So your prayer now, God, show me your plan. Look what he says. In whom the whole building... Being fitted together is what? Growing into a what? A holy temple in what? In the Lord. Verse 22. In whom you also are being what? You also are being what? Built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. You are being built up. God is building you up. What Paul was saying here is that you are part of God's household. You are a brick in this building. And God is fitting you and putting you and placing you and positioning you. Stop running. See, sometimes we run And we watch this, but you know I just bought this thing. I got this thing for my birthday. What it is? It's called a trainer. It's a bike trainer for bad for bad weather. So what it is is you put the bike. You have your bike and you put the back wheel on there, and you just pedal. But you ain't going nowhere. You just (laughs) pedaling. I don't think you hear me. And, And you're just spinning the wheel but you ain't gone nowhere. (laughs) I wish I had somebody. And that's exactly what some of us are doing with our Christian life. We've put the wheel up and we're just spinning. And we're not even going in a circle. We're just standing still. Pedaling and pedaling and pedaling and (laughs) pedaling. Amen. And we ain't going nowhere. The first 17 verses or 13 verses really reminds me of what I used to be, formerly in darkness, but now I'm alive in Christ. Give God a hand clap.